This is the Wealth Game Podcast, where business owners and investors learn the game of growing and keeping more of their wealth through the same tax and investment strategies used by the wealthy. Your host, Brent Beeman, is a CPA, tax advisor, and president of Beeman & Company. On today's agenda, we've got uh, college saving plans and some ways that you can save for college. Well, whether it's you or your kids or your grandkids, let's talk about some investment and tax smart ways to do that. Uh, two of the main things we'll just cover, we'll go over into the, we'll cover the ESA plans and the 529 plans. We'll, we'll cover some of the pros and cons and differences between those two, two types of plans. Uh, you've got to understand, well, actually, I'll normally I like to start with the pros, but I'm going to start with the cons on these because there is not a huge tax deduction uh, like there's not a big tax deduction for when you put money into these plans. And specifically, I'm talking about the federal tax deduction that you don't get by putting money into these plans. We've ha- we've have heard some people misunderstanding that you get a deduction and they'll go put a lot of money into these plans and they don't get a federal tax deduction. So with both of these plans, the ESA, it's a Coverdell ESA plan or a 529 savings plan. These are very similar and so I'll just kind of talk about them interchangeably. I'll just for right now I'll just call it a 529 plan and later we'll, t- we'll talk about the differences, but if you put money into say you're a grandparent or you're a parent and you have a, a new child and you want to start saving for their college, if you start putting money away into into their plan each year let's say you're doing $5,000 a year into this 529 plan, you're not going to get a, a tax deduction for that. However, on the federal side, however, you've got to understand on the state side, there can be some deductions. If you're in a state that has income tax, which most states do, uh, if you're in one of those states, there are deductions in limited deductions. I'll just put it that way. Some Some states have a deduction, meaning that it reduces your taxable income for it, and some states have a credit that you can take for those those contributions into a 529 plan. There, most states have very reduced amounts that you can deduct, though. Like that first example, like if you put in $5,000, some states will only allow, say, a deduction of $1,000 or $2,000, and that's how much they would let you reduce your tax income by for that state. Uh, some states, you could put in, you could put $50,000 into some of these plans, but it might not give you a huge tax deduction if that specific state has a limit on how much can be dedu- can be deducted. So it it's really I I don't re- honestly I don't want to go through all 50 states and all the requirements. Uh, but if you just say if you looked up just 529 requirements by state, you'll see these lists of which states give you deductions. Uh, I'll pull up some examples here. So if you go to so I, I'm in I'm in Utah, and in Utah we have a credit. That's pretty limited. It's a credit on how much that you put in. Uh, I, be- I believe it's still like a five percent credit on a maximum of about a couple thousand dollars. So it's not a it's not a huge benefit you get in Utah. But say, let's see if I've I'd love to give you a, like the state that gives you the best deduction. Um, so if you look at yeah, and you, you got to, every state or just about every state has their own 529 plan offering. And when you start looking into this, it's, yeah, it's a little bit strange. Um, let's see. Okay, so I'm, I'm just pulling it up and 
don't have this memorized, which I did, but I've got a 50-state comparison chart. <clears throat> and let's say I'm, I'm going to pull up Arkansas. And Arkansas has like the maximum contribution you can do into Ar Arkansas is $5,000 for an individual and $10,000 if you're filing joint. <clears throat> That's the, the maximum they'll let you put in. But if you go to, I know, uh, let's see, Michigan, we'll do some of those. I think they changed a few years ago as well. So this is the Michigan Education Savings Program. And you got to watch out all the, most of these states will just, they'll change their, the names of these. And yeah, sometimes it's kind of hard to track them down. Uh, Michigan has the same, actually, the 5,000 and 10,000. And then Utah, the the maximum in Utah is two thousand and forty for an individual, four thousand and eighty, if you're filing joint. Um, but really, just depends on your state. So just be aware that it is an opportunity, and then look up the specific requirements in your state and the benefits there, because it's so different for every state. Uh, so here's I I just talked about kind of the negatives that there's no fat, federal tax deduction. The state tax deduction is typically limited. It's got these lower amounts, and um, there might be a credit. Just watch for that, but I wouldn't expect some massive deduction from that. So here's where the benefit comes in. So <laughs> finally getting to that part near the end of the podcast episode. But the benefit is that you can invest your money when it's in the 529 plan. Like if you, if you just had a child, so you've got a one-year-old baby at home, and if you're putting in a couple thousand dollars a year, by the time they're 20 years old, that could be quite a bit of money. If, if, and you can, put, you can put your investments, like the 529 contributions, directly into cash. So if you did $2,000 a year, um, you'll, get some, you'll get some state deduction there. You did that for 20 years. You'd have, well, have $40,000 in an account. That could cover maybe a year of college or, or a couple years of college. That's if you just put it into a cash account. But the benefit is, one of the benefits is that you can invest the money within the 529 plan. And 529 plans will typically have like a specific set of investment types. It's usually not like a very broad like investment, not like a full-blown brokerage where you can invest in anything or any like the paper assets. But I would invest, especially if you're, it's going to be sitting there for 5, 10, 15, 20 years, I would invest that because the growth on that investment, the money within the 529 plan is not taxable. It's not taxable as it grows. And then when you pull it out for allowed distributions, like for uh, education costs, it is not taxable. So you do get that tax-free growth. Very, this is very similar. I would think of it like a Roth IRA plan where you don't get a deduction when it goes in, but the money can grow tax-free. So the longer you have it in there, I, in my opinion, the more benefit you have and the more likely I'd recommend for someone to do that. So, and, and you remember, you've got to pull it out specifically for these education distributions. Uh, you can't just start pulling it out. There's going to be tax on the growth and a 10% penalty. Similar to, a, similar to a Roth IRA plan, there'd be tax on the growth and a 10% penalty if you pull it out early. Um, but just be aware. Yeah. And, and you can pull the money out at any time, just as long as it's for the qualified education distributions. But just remember that the pros are that it grows tax-free and you can pull it out tax-free down the road. 
And then real quick is a comparison, kind of to wrap this up, the, the difference between the 529 plan and the ESA. 529 plans, it has a much higher, typically a much higher like limit on how much you can put into it each year. Remember, the deduction is limited, but the amount you can contribute is normally a lot higher than an ESA. The ESA has a max of $2,000 per child per year. Um, so that's the downside of the ESA is the limit is lower, but the upside to the ESA, my understanding that you actually can have, these aren't, these aren't like the state-sponsored, like you're not on the state website limited to which investments they're offering. You can virtually invest in, in any type of fund or stocks or bonds, uh, yeah, mutual funds, individual stocks. So my understanding is that it's, it's, lot, it's a lot more yeah, flexible. Personally, I have 529 plans. For my kids, I do have not opened an ESA plan, but because of the limited investment options, I might be more open to that, uh, to the ESA plan, to be able to open up the investment options there. But that's, uh, yeah, that's it for today. But if you are needing to save for college, you've got kids, you got grandkids, I think this is a great way to grow your wealth and decrease your taxes. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Be sure to subscribe and please provide a review of what you thought of this episode. For specific topic requests or questions to be covered, please email questions at wealthgamepodcast.com.